0: Hello, and welcome to the Swift Coders Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick, and today I'm joined by three guests. Dominic DiStefano. Dominic is an Apple developer. I'm sorry, is an <laughs> Apple developer. Uh, Dominic is a student at the Apple Developer Academy in Naples, as well as a WWDC 2018 scholar. Welcome to the show, Dominic.
1: Thanks for having me, Garrick.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure as well as uh, Luisa Ronchi. Luisa is a mentor at the Apple Developer Academy um, in Naples as well, uh, where she focuses on business development. Welcome to the show, Luisa.
2: Thank you for the invitation.
0: My pleasure. And I'm also joined by Tassie Von Gerlach. Tassie is an iOS intern at Wealthfront here in the Bay Area, and he's also a WWDC 2018 scholar. Welcome to the show, Tassie.
3: Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I am too. I'm so excited. Man, I knew I wanted to do this. I knew I wanted to be here right now recording this. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Last year, I uh, recorded with a few friends, and I made the decision like last minute of what I was going to do. And I did the same thing this year. So thank you for being up for joining me so last minute. I was going between like, do I want to do WWDC scholars do I want to do like swift open source contributors I actually did a twitter poll and everyone said I mean it was only 16 votes but like it was um a majority said WWDC scholars <laughs> uh, yeah so I don't know just thank you so much for being here and and being so spontaneous yeah okay so where uh where are we right now Louisa? can you kind of like just describe for us like where we are and what we're doing
2: wow it's a very neat room all white apple-related. like And uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, we are five people in the room, two recording, and uh, all of us four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what about you, Dominic, from your perspective? What are we doing right now? This is, like, so cool.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. And the style of the, of the walls matches the style of WWDC posters and everything. But you can also see some sort of uh, purple light that resembles the podcast Apple podcast logo and color palette.
0: Oh, that's such a good observation. You're totally right. <laughs> um, how about you, Tassie? What do you think about what we're doing right now?
3: Well, I've never recorded a podcast before. This is pretty cool. Just being in such a, I guess, nice studio for the first time. Yeah, totally. The, and doing this, and it's kind of strange, like the whole setup. I've never heard myself talk through the, through the headphones and the microphone. Yeah.
0: So um, I love to be able to give people who can't attend these things and experience uh, like they're here. And so I did the same thing last year. So for those that, um, you know, no one can really see this except us. Like we're in this room at Dub Dub at the convention center. This is like an Apple sponsored thing. (laughs) There's like this black desk. It almost looks like a video recording of Beats 1 radio, like Zane Lowe, Beats (laughs) 1, you know. Um, We got like these big Beats headphones. There's these like really professional microphones. And uh, yeah, there's two recording technicians. Super, uh, super cool. All right, so um, we talked about you know what we're doing here, we talked about how we met, um, but why? Why are we actually uh, here? So what I wanted to do um, today was talk about like the experience of DubDub from um, scholars' perspectives. Um, I actually haven't really got to interact with that many scholars before. This year I did a lot more. And then um, also kind of talk about how um, that fits in with like the wider um, concept of like education in um, the Apple ecosystem and being a developer. And so that's why I thought it would be good to have um, someone who's also an academy um, uh, student. So Dominic comes in and then Louisa, she actually is a mentor at the academy. And so she can kind of talk about like the perspective of, uh, of being a mentor and how that fits into like kind of the education experience. And, and Apple is doing, I think, such an amazing job of like bringing education to uh, to people all around the world so we're going to do that but before we do that i want to go around the room and kind of quickly introduce everybody and just kind of say like a a word about who you are where you're from uh, what you do back where um where you are from and um what brought you here uh, to dub dub so louisa can you just tell us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah sure so, well, now uh, nowadays I'm a mentor at the Apple Developer Academy in Naples, uh, but my story started actually three years ago inside the academy. I started in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That was where uh, Apple did their first academy. They started four years ago, more or less. And uh, I was a student by the time, so I learned how to code Swift, uh, how to uh, all the iOS uh, environment, Apple environment, and it was very neat, very new. It was like really life-changing for me, because I was uh, majored in business, so that was a very very nice experience. And then after I graduated in uh, university, I and the academy as well. There I went to Naples. They were opening the academy in Naples, Italy, for the for the first time and uh and then i went there as a mentor so nowadays i teach my business to the guys
0: wow so you're you know you're living in brazil Uh, maybe you're in school and you're uh, i i don't know maybe you weren't doing any programming but then you joined this academy i'm assuming you enjoy programming at the time you get exposed to this
2: absolutely yes i was always like a tech uh, lover and uh and Mm -hmm. then when i Watched this opportunity, I couldn't pass, so I got it. And okay, let's try. Let's see what happens in life, and uh, it worked. I'm happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's amazing. So you join this academy in your your hometown or in your home country at least.
2: huh. yeah. And in the you go yeah.
0: through you go through the academy, and then you now move to, to Italy to like help open an academy. It's really incredible. Like <laughs> the I have a similar story of like how um, you know Apple Swift. Like how it really like can change people's lives. Um, it's really really incredible, actually, and <laughs> it changes hopefully for the better. Um, I think that it that it does. Um, okay, so what brings you to to Dub Dub? Then was it like uh, to to be a, a yeah. chaperone or well, something?
2: Well, yeah, uh, more or less yes. I mean, we are we have now around fifty students that won the scholarship here. They are all from uh, from Naples. Also, Brazilian students from Academy. They are here. Some of them. And uh, yeah, and then uh, myself and uh, other mentors, we came uh, to follow the talks uh, to, of course, join our students in this wonderful experience. And uh, yeah.
0: Wow, so, so cool. How many people are from the uh, Naples Academy? How many are here?
2: Uh, They are 50. 51 i think
0: 51 yeah wow okay and then how many of the 51 are like the mentors or like they're
2: all scholars 51 scholars and we are eight teachers okay eight teachers coming yeah
0: that's super cool um how about you dominic tell us a little bit about um how you got into all this and how you ended up here
1: well i always had a passion about technology but my path my background is kind of bizarre because i'm a law school graduate
0: I'm really? a lawyer. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is super cool. So my, my path is not that unique or bizarre as I thought it was. Um, so, yeah, I was a law school graduate and I always had passionate about technology. And then mm, I decided to try the um, Apple Developer Academy opportunity. I mean, the opportunity presented itself and I said, yeah, why not? I'll try the test. It went well. Uh, my approach with technology was actually with Swift Playgrounds, an application from Apple to teach you the basics uh, of um, of coding, uh, like in, a mi- in mini games. And so yeah, now I'm at the Apple Developer Academy, never thought I could go to WWDC. I mean, I've always watched um, uh, the keynotes from, from my home uh, and thinking, wow, now I'm here, it's it's still a dream. <laughs> I think I should like still realize it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's weird, I had the same feeling that I could never come to Dub Dub too. like I felt, but then once I was a developer, it was like, even actually when I was a developer, I was still like, I'm, why should I go, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's me kinda too. It's kind of interesting.
1: Even when I was doing the playground for uh, the submission, I was like, oh, come on, I'm never gonna make it. And the day before, uh, no, I think actually was two hours before submitting the playground, uh, I was, Giving up, because the the playground wouldn't build. <laughs> oh my gosh, so what did you do? I said, no, come on, I've worked so much on this, I have to try, I have to try, I have to try, and and then I didn't, Say,
0: okay, submit it, gone. I've actually had a, kind of a, a little, you know, kind of a, what do they call those? They call them ideas. I, I got a little inspired, actually, when I was in the uh, AR get-together, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys did like the get-togethers, ah, yeah. you know, at the labs, where, I mean, maybe this was like last year, but uh, this year I felt it at least, where it was like almost like a, a different experience. It wasn't just like you were here to learn about um, the newest frameworks. Like It was almost like as if the AR like get-together could have happened at a Apple store. And to me, th- um, this experience is like a more open experience. And having those, I can imagine Apple doing this kind of stuff um, outside of DubDub, Dub, all over the world, to start bringing more and more people um, into their, you know, into their ecosystem as developers or designers or whatever. Um, but yeah, I had the same feeling, and I think going forward, that's going to be something to pay attention to. Like, how do we make people feel like they can do it too, like that they're also welcome? Because that's definitely something I struggled with. Um,
1: I think it's the the whole Apple approach that tried to to make you feel, okay, you can do it, because everything that they do, uh, it's super easy to use, super easy to understand. So when I downloaded the applications with Playgrounds, I said, okay, maybe this is too techy, but it wasn't. I mean, I learned in, I think, in a week, maybe even less than a week, and I was super excited, like, wow, this is like coding, and I didn't have even a background about coding.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so cool to learn that you're um, a law student. Uh, Did you ever practice? No, Okay. okay. No, I, I don't want to become a
1: lawyer. I didn't want to become a lawyer, actually. I wanted to become a diplomat.
0: Oh, wow. But, yeah. Wow. But now you're, you're... No,
1: now I'm fully committed to IS development, IS design.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So real quick, I actually practiced for like a little bit, and then I quit. I drove Uber, taught myself. I mean, my listeners are like, yeah, we've heard that story before, <laughs> but I just wanted to tell you guys. Um, and I quit, I taught myself, and then like, you know, two years later, I, I'm working at Tinder. So, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and maybe we'll get into that. Uh, How about you, Tassie, Uh, why why are you here? How did you get, how did you end up here?
3: Well, um, I'm currently a business and computer science student in Vancouver at the University of British Columbia. So um, that's where I really started programming for the first time as a freshman. But about a year and a half ago, I just took an online course on Swift development in iOS. and ever since I've become more interested on the platform and ultimately I have done or I'm currently doing my second internship trip as an iOS developer as well. So I've gained experience in iOS development through that mostly and smaller side projects, although most of that has been through work. And then uh, in, I think, March, uh, I decided that I wanted to apply for DubDub and I was taking a networking class at the time, and then I decided I want to see if I can make this in Swift, what we've been doing in our networking class in C and Java. So, uh, and then I got accepted, and then now I'm here. (laughs) Wow, is this your first DubDub? Yeah, it is. Wow, cool. First DubDub? Yep, and And first first time to the States, too.
0: Oh, wow, (laughs) okay. Well, double welcome. This is my second DubDub.
2: This is my second as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Wow, wow. Okay, so speaking of DubDub, what um how does everybody feel uh, what are you excited about what was your favorite part of dub dub Um it could be anything you know the people a certain session uh what stands out um in your mind when you go back to where you're from what are you going to be telling people uh, louisa
2: well i love the design talks they are very inspiring they are talking about like ui ux and uh trends and how can you like do better your apps it's very very engaging and uh, exciting to hear people from apple giving us the information that we don't get it every, every day <laughs>
0: right is there something in particular that you you remember like maybe sitting through a session or talking with someone that you thought like wow i'm gonna go back and um, give this information to you know some of my students at the academy or is there even maybe just a feeling or anything that you you really are excited to go back and share with your um, academy students
2: yeah well we see a lot of I mean the I think the whole um, talk in the sense of the way we talk, they, they talk I mean something that we focus a lot of in the academy are the soft skills so bringing all the Actions or the way they speak, the way they present the talks. I mean, those are the things that it's uh, very unique. Okay, here. so
0: so on that note, like what I, I kind of have a sense of what you're saying, and I'm I'm wondering like what is it just like the style or like what exactly like in the way?
2: Yeah, the flow of the presentation, the, the keynote itself. Uh, the way you are posing in the presentation. I mean, those are the things that we, it inspires us to inspire the students after.
0: Okay, and why do you think that's gonna be important for you, uh, for your students to know?
2: Well, they are, they're developing apps. They, one day, hopefully, they will present their apps to people. Those are skills that are very, very important for them to absorb and, uh, and give to audience. How can they explain themselves? How can they present their ideas, their apps to an audience?
0: Wow, that's really interesting. I never I never thought about that. That's <laughs> really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true because you're spending all this time building this app, um, but you're, at some point, you're probably going to need to be able to explain it to somebody and get someone excited about it to help you in some way, maybe. Um, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dominic? Is there anything in particular that stands out um, this year uh, for your DubDub experience?
1: Uh, yeah two things Uh, one is the session that I um, that I saw today I think early in the morning uh, it was the life of a button oh yeah it was completely crazy I mean um, you realize how much Apple invests into details and to the attention of details Um, so the the session was about uh, why button is important but you think okay it's just a button I mean what could it be you just click it but instead it's so much more into that, like the shape of a button, why you n- need that sort of label or that sort of shade of color or the position of the button. It can mean a lot of things. If it's pushing position at the bottom or at the very top or the right, left corner, right, uh, like something like this. Um, and the other thing that I was really, really amazed by, uh, was the accessibility lab, uh, there was this application, I think it's called Viso. And they were showing mm, this application that with the use of iPhone 10, you can actually interact with the uh, with the MacBook. So you use your um, facial expression, like I don't know, uh, just with with your with your lips or um, with blinking an eye, and you can control the whole MacBook interface. And it was so cool. I mean, for me, it was cool because I can do it with my hands. I can use my hands, but. Maybe for someone that cannot do it because it has some sort of um, impairment or disability, it could be groundbreaking. And with devices that actually people own, an iPhone and a MacBook, not something that they have, an extra thing that they have to buy.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I thought about. I heard someone talking about, actually one of my coworkers was like, oh, we could, people could swipe with their eyes or something like that. And when he said that, I was like, okay. But then when I saw someone post a video, I saw Rene Ritchie post a video where he was controlling the MacBook, I was like, oh no, that's like switch control without a switch control. Like last year at DubDub, there was that guy on stage, he uses like the switch control to like use the iPhone. And actually my dad, you know, he has an impairment with his left hand. So I immediately thought about him, like he can't really use his iPhone or an iPhone because uh, I didn't have one, um, because it's hard for him, because he actually has tremors too, because his, his hand uh, shakes. And I was like, well, his eyes are pretty good. You know, he can move his head and his eyes, like that would be perfect. So yeah, I mean, the accessibility in general, um, that's like a specific accessibility feature, but I think Apple in general with accessibility is like so inspirational. And, and we talked about this, this was actually the theme for me, I thought last year was accessibility and inclusion. But like, um, I really um, appreciate what they do uh, in terms of accessibility. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's great, yeah. Yep. How about you Tassi, anything stand out, any particular uh, framework or API or swift, uh, swift announcement?
3: Yeah, or- I think, um, first of all, going back to the design talks, I watched Intentional Design yesterday and that was by far my favorite design talk of the conference as I've seen. I've seen three, I think. Uh, I think that was really cool. Uh, I think like the main topic there was like extreme simplification just focusing on the very important aspects of the app and the interface but I think also like on the technical side uh there's been so much interesting stuff and what I like most is once you go to a topic that's probably like heavier on the technical side you can go to the lab after that and ask for help and better understanding uh some of the new frameworks or APIs or tools that have been announced um so that's been pretty cool, just taking your code to the Apple engineers and asking them for extra help. And then the other thing that I really like is just the whole vibe, because everyone around here, just, I mean, is pretty like-minded in the way that they they share the same enthusiasm, I guess, for iOS Swift and sort of Apple in general, um, which you don't have in like the real world, if you know what I mean, uh-huh. all the time. Okay. Okay. Um, and like all the podcasts, like I went to, AT- I, mean, I like ATP a lot, yeah. which I listen to and yeah. going to that live show. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could have gone to like the talk show oh, with John yeah, Gruber. Yeah. Uh, so if I come back sometime, I'll make sure to get all my tickets in advance. Who did yeah. he
0: interview the talk show?
3: I don't know because I don't think they released the feed yet.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the ATP recording last year. It was super cool. Yeah. Um, was there any particular like framework or anything that stood out? Like, what do you feel like is like the big kind of feature like this year?
3: I think from like a client-facing perspective, serious shortcuts is the biggest thing. Right. Yeah, but um, there's so much. I think the top the theme of like iOS is performance this year. So um, I think changes they've made with auto layouts, for example, um, and how they perform might be pretty impactful going forward in improving app performance and just performance in general. Um, so I think I still have some exploration to do and try to see how to like, fully take advantage of all these technical things that have been announced. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, the real work uh, starts when we get back, right? right? <laughs> Um, okay, I wanna talk about the experience of uh, being a scholar. So Dominic and Tassie, you guys are both um, scholars. Is this your first time being scholars? Yep. Right, okay, because it's your first dub dub, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess just like take me take me to the beginning. Like for instance, I didn't even really know you had to submit a playground or maybe I, I forgot, but we were actually like just outside and we ran into Casey List. shout out to Casey Liss, and uh, Federico and, and Jason Snell. And, and uh, Casey asked you guys about, like, the, the playgrounds. And I was like, I was like, dang, Casey, you should probably go interview them. <laughs> I, I was thinking in my mind. I didn't say it, but I was like, I started getting a little nervous, actually. Um, because, and also, because you guys explained your your playgrounds so well. Um, so, yeah, what's like, what is the process of being a scholar? And, um, like, what do you have to do? Do you want to kind of take us through it, Dominic?
1: Okay. Um, well, at the at the apple developer academy they announced it as a mini challenge every sort of application that we have to create it's a challenge and if this was a mini challenge okay this is about uh the WWDC submission and then we start working on it like um at first some brainstorming and then we focus on how can we um i can how can how can we create uh sweet playground or a playground book uh which is uh, sort of different because it's like an interactive book uh, that is used in Swift playgrounds, and so I I did some brainstorming, of course, on my own and with my friends. Then I came up with the idea of um, diversity. Uh, the co- the name of the of my playground book is diverse unity. So I tried to teach the basics of coding like functions, variables, constants. Uh, with the basics, through the ba- the basics of um, diverse uh, diversity principles. So, and uh, my playground is about this. So, try to um, make a connection with the user and try to teach them that there shouldn't be any bias uh, about diversity or feelings they can spring up randomly between all sorts of people with different uh, skin colors, or sexual preferences, or gender, or gender fluidity, and
0: that's it. And then, uh, Tassie, what was your uh, playground about?
3: So, my playground was a um, DNS binary message decoder in Swift. Uh, and, well, the motivation for that really came from me taking a networking class this past semester in school. Um, in which we were writing all our networking code uh, in Java and C. So I don't think, well, Swift is not really used in an academic context currently, at least not widely. So I really wanted to see what I could do with Swift and uh, more lower-level Swift stuff. Um, So I was just using the data type there to, um, to parse binary messages and sort of, um map that to a UI where you could interactively explore the, the format of a DNS message that are sent through the network.
0: Okay, and then what do you do? So you get your playground and you just fill out some application?
3: Yeah, so I made the playground and um then you write two essays. One essay I think is just talking about um the playground in general from a technical perspective, and the other uh essay is about teaching and sort of spreading the word about SWIFT and sharing your knowledge of computer science in general. Okay. And, um, yeah, and that's pretty much the application.
0: What did you say in your, if you don't mind me asking, what did you say in your, like, paragraph?
3: So, I think it was, uh, how are we spreading the word about programming in general? And I think the big theme of my essay, I was a TA. uh, Oh, cool. uh, For a course, um, basic algorithms and data structures at my university, so uh that's sort of what i talked about and how teaching there helped me and how hopefully helped others too yeah right right I mean, I have a lot of experience
0: teaching, like, through my meetups, so I know it definitely helped me, and I, again, hope it helped other people, too. Yeah. Okay, so the, you submit your application, and you pray that you get accepted, right? Essentially. At, and at some point, you get accepted. Okay. Yeah. So what does that, like, include? They, they fly? Do they fly you guys out here, or do you have to pay no. for the...
3: I th- Well, I th- generally, they don't. As far as I know, you can request travel assistance. Okay, um, okay. But that's financial aid-based. Oh, I see. So that's like um, sort of a separate thing. Yeah. I think the main thing is that you get to attend the conference for free. Right. And you have your special scholarship orientation on Sunday. Okay.
0: Yeah. So do you guys come, like, early?
3: or? Well, like for me, I, I, I li- currently live here, so I guess it's a little different. Okay. It depends on the people who fly in. Cause, uh, cause I, I, guess.
0: M- I met a bunch of scholars, and they said that they, go to like, they went to, like,
3: Apple Park or something. But was that, like, during DubDub, Dub or did you
0: guys go yeah. before?
3: Yeah so I th- on, on on Sunday we had our scholarship orientation and that's sort of the day before the conference starts before the day before the keynote and we got to go to the Steve Jobs theater and they just put on a little presentation for us and they had like an executive speaker series where they talked about about a d- bunch of different topics so that was pretty cool just being in that theater you know yeah it's super like impressive
0: okay so we're talking about the steve jobs theater at apple park and that's cool so you guys actually like kind of come to the conference early in a way because it's on sunday the conference starts on monday um tell us about like walking onto like apple park like what was the experience dominic of just like i mean because i'm assuming you've probably seen pictures of it before yeah like what was the experience of like you know, you guys are probably on a bus or something, and then, like, you park the bus, and you get off. And, like, what? Well, tell me, take us through that.
1: Yeah, everything started uh, here. We met, we met up, and then we hop on the bus. And they say, okay, this is going to be, you're going to a secret location. You will not know until the very end where you're going.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So we were thinking, okay, it's going to be something Apple-related. Let's hope it's, um, um, it's the Apple Park. So at some point we were driving, and then the driver said, "Okay, look to your right." And then I l- I looked to my right, and it was this huge, this gigantic building, circular building, and a lot of trees. And I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, I I didn't even notice that that this was the Apple Park because you wa- you see it in pictures and you say, "Okay, it's huge," but it's not. I mean, it's really really huge. It look it looks like a spaceship or something, but then we walk through um, at the park and we reach the theater. And the theater is even more amazing because it looks like a spaceship or something. You see this, um, this rooftop that stands on, on glass, just glass. and it, the glass is so transparent that you, that you actually feel, "Oh my God, how is this rooftop even standing up?" Then you go downstairs and it looks like a spaceship, like an alien spaceship, completely white,
0: uh, amazing. Uh, incredible wow and Uh. so the whole there's like 350 of you guys right yep so all you guys all went at the same time
3: yeah
0: wow okay so you go in there and you go actually go into the theater yeah and there's like a talk or something down there Mm -hmm. Yep. wow that's so cool and and um one of my meetup members her name is victoria herrick she is also a scholar winner she posted a photo with tim cook so I know that Tim Cook was, like, there. You guys, I don't know, maybe you didn't me- get to meet him, but, like, you got to see him or that he was, talked?
1: That was even crazier because we were taking a picture. The photographer, the official photographer, I think, from Apple, from some news press, uh, said, okay, we're taking a picture, and he was, like, instructing us how to smile, what to do, what not to do. And then at some point, like, Tim Cook was in the middle of it, was at the center <laughs> of it. No one noticed it. I mean oh my I, God. I thought, oh my God, how did he get here? Like, it's <laughs> like floor from, from the bottom, like appearing out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And everyone started taking pictures and he, and he feels so cool. Like, it seems like a, a regular guy say, hey, let's take a picture. Let's take a selfie. He took like
0: a bazillion selfies. Oh my God. Did any of you guys get a selfie with uh, Tim no, Cook? unfortunately not. Uh, no? No, I did not no, okay. either. Yeah. Um so we don't need to go into like detail of like what was said but can you just tell me like what was like the essence of why you felt like they brought you there they obviously wanted to say something like what would you say they were trying to impart on you guys
1: Um i think inspiring us and let us know that um we did it on our own like what we did what we earn it's because yeah we we could make it we did it we made it and it's all it's all us.
3: Yeah. How about you, Tassie? Anything? Yeah. Up? And also, I think sort of spread Apple Apple's values. Um, so I think that a, a series of talks. Um, one that I found particularly interesting was also I think her name is Lisa Jackson, who um, was VP who, of like inter, en- environment. environment. Yeah, but she was the uh, head of the EPA, as far as I know, under Before President that, Obama. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty cool getting to hear her talk about sort of their environmental efforts. Um, Another interesting talk was on sort of designing products for an international audience um, and making sure that you sort of design your content in a way that everybody can enjoy it. Um, Yeah, and then security was another issue they touched upon and how we, especially now in a very tumultuous time where security and privacy is. A big issue. Yeah. Um, how do we ensure that we safeguard everyone's privacy and security? Right. Wow. So this actually
0: it wasn't just like a, let's get in there and for like 30 like 30 minutes it seems like no. it was actually like a pretty long yeah. experience. Yeah.
3: We got to talk to some Apple engineers after and um, they sort of gave you some tips on how to take advantage of the conference and yeah make the most of the week. Wow.
0: Yeah. And Dominic you mentioned like how you felt like when you talk with some of the Apple engineers that like they just seemed like normal people and and how that like kind of it was it was different like it wasn't what you were expecting maybe or something
1: yeah it's like you said before it's like you walk into an apple store and you meet apple employees but they're like apple engineers they made the, the operating system that you're using on your phone and they they look so normal so like cool and say okay uh where are you from what you did uh what is your playground about oh cool okay i did this i work in i work on this and it's like um let's talk into normal
0: people (laughs) yeah um in what way do you feel that this experience which actually is like pretty unique not everybody gets to have this like the this scholar experience like in what way do you think this experience like adds to your um, desire or inspiration to um, be either like eventually work at Apple or or d- develop for Apple's platforms or to um, Agree with or understand Apple's values uh, Yeah, um, Dominic
1: um, Okay, let me think for a minute uh, <laughs> um, I think that um, what the top experience is giving me is empowering me like feeling more um conscious about what I can do um, what I did so far and what I'll what I will be able to do uh, just by being here it's not like okay you get to meet a lot of people a lot of cool people you get to know about all sorts of things about coding design soft skills everything but it's it's like the air that you breathe here it's so inspiring <laughs> like you feel like yeah I can work here.
3: Uh, that's super cool.
1: Tassie, does anything stand yeah, out for you?
3: Well, for me, I think it's you. Well, for my favorite talks are always the ones you go in with low expectations or you're not really looking forward to. Like, you know how on the WWDC app, you can, like, favorite the talks. Yeah. And then sometimes you have, like, a free time and you go to some talk that you didn't really want to see or didn't, like, see as your favorite. And then, like, it's a great talk. Right, um, right. Those are pretty cool. And just in general, like, um, getting exposure to new ideas and topics and frameworks um, that inspire you to or motivate you to sort of incorporate so i mean for example i went to the generics talk today this morning oh, was it was yesterday <laughs> yeah well, i think it was yesterday i think it was yesterday uh, but you know now i want to i was talking to you earlier actually about it you were showing me how you've used generics before and i that i think would be pretty cool like how do we incorporate these techniques that we see like them present about in our data decoding right
0: right okay i want to spend um the last um sort of few minutes we have here talking about in general kind of education and outreach but first um before we do that i want to talk about it in the context of the the academy um so can you give us a little bit of background um louisa on like the academy like what it is so because i only know this one mac rumors article i saw like a little while ago and any that might have followed where it was just saying, like, Apple is opening up a developer academy in Naples. And I'm like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> it just seemed so incredible, actually. And and I work in, you know, sort of part-time as a volunteer, like, in education through my meetup. And so it's, like, very close to, like, you know, the work that I do and who I am. Um, So just yeah. tell us a little bit about, like, what the academy is, like, what the point of it is, and, like, what, like, students do there, maybe.
2: Well, first, I would like to say that, I mean, being a mentor and working with education, it's very rewarding for us because this generation, it's, uh, they are fast. They are, they grow so fast and they're so smart. And the learning curve, it's so incredible, like what they can learn in a few months. Like they are there for nine months, one year, and they start from zero. And then at the end, they can do apps right so it's really rewarding for us that uh, are there to mentor them to encourage them to c- provide them the resources i mean there are a bunch of resources out there i mean podcasts videos uh ebooks whatever that they can uh, they can absorb and take advantage of so this is very rewarding and, and this is uh what we uh focus on inside the academy i mean we are there to um our big m- biggest mission is to create world class developers and developers are not only a coder it's a mix of coding design and business so and soft skills so everything that a human needs to go uh, after and uh, be a professional or create their own business their startups and uh, and we focus a lot of on this on mixing d- those three main skills to create like people that can make a difference after after the academy, I mean, when they are, uh, yeah, more uh, developed and, yeah.
0: Right, so like the, actually the tagline for my swiftcoders.org website is personal career and community development through Swift and iOS programming. And so I feel like it's actually very similar to that what fits. you guys are doing because as much as people might become a developer, they might go work at a company as a programmer or they might start their own, uh, you know, they may have a startup and they might have their own app or they might just go do something completely different, but the values, the skills that they'll learn um, through programming, and you, you mentioned the soft skills through business development, um, through design, user um, interface design, user experience, which is like an empathetic kind of practice, um, they're all applicable in different places. So I, t- I totally resonate with that, and that's that's super awesome, and it's a really important mission, especially when it's like backed by a company like Apple, who pushes. Um, you know, privacy, security, inclusiveness, um, accessibility. Um, Okay, so I have a limited understanding of the academy, but from what I've gathered um, through, this year I ended up talking with like a bunch of Brazilian academy Mm -hmm. members, Italian academy members. Um, The first academies were in Brazil, correct? Correct. Okay, and there's four in Brazil now?
2: No, there are 10.
0: Oh my gosh, there's 10, and are these, like, are they at a university or at a school or is it like a separate sort of office it or something? It
2: depends. It really okay. depends on the state. They, okay. they do it. Sometimes it's a partnership with, uh, mostly partnership with universities. Okay. Local so, universities. Yeah.
0: Okay, so in the case of um, Naples, it's a partnership with a university, right? Yes. Which university?
2: It's Federico II.
0: Federico II University in Naples. Okay. No, cool. Did I say
2: it right? Yeah. D- did, did I or did you? <laughs> did I. Oh,
0: oh, oh right. Because Luisa is, uh, you're not Italian. You're from Brazil. Yes, I'm from Brazil. Right. Okay, cool.
2: I'm learning Italian. Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: I don't know any Italian. I don't know. I can teach. Yeah? Bad words. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe I can learn how to say, I like Swift. Mi piace Swift. Mi piace Swift. Bravo. Mi piace Swift. Mi, mi piace. Mi yeah. no. piace. Piace? Piace. Piace. Piace Swift. Um, Okay, so uh, the Academy in Naples is is partnered with this university. So is it actually at the university in Naples?
2: Yeah, it's inside one of the campus of the university.
0: Okay. And how many, like, are all of the academy students, like, here now? Or only some of them?
2: Only the ones that won the scholarship. Okay,
0: right. Okay, cool. So there's, I don't know, 100 100 or something? They are
2: 375.
0: Wow. And that's 78 is like every year <laughs> or
2: is, is it? Yes. Once a year. Yeah. It, but in Naples, we are in our second year. So, yeah, we'll be doing next year.
0: OK, so so it started last year. Yeah. OK, so it's in the second year. And um, is it like a year long program or
2: It's nine months long? Well,
0: wow, yep. nine months. From OK,
1: October to the end of June.
0: And then so it's at a university. Does that mean you have to be like a university student? Uh, well, it depends, because
1: the academy here in Naples has two classes, standard class and master class. Standard class, you uh, you just have to have a high school diploma, uh, and you do even more n- or morning course or afternoon course, so it's just four hours every day from morning to Friday. Uh, master class, which is like the class that I'm doing, uh, to do it, you have to have a master's degree, which I have in law. <laughs> oh, um, right, right. Yeah, but the, go- the good and cool thing about Apple is that they actually don't care if you if your if your degree is in um, is computer science or financials economics um, philosophy or um, law. Everyone can can do something. Everyone everyone can build um, an application. Everyone can code. Yeah, okay.
2: we try to mix as much as we can, like backgrounds expertise, so we can really create things that are. Not only for one field, but many like diverse uh, themes and areas.
0: Okay, so let's say I wanted to join the Academy. Can I do that or do I have to be like from Italy? No, 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 you can do it. There are people from all over
1: the world. We have Brazilians, Italians. At uh, the one in Naples? In, yeah. Oh, okay. Indians, also people from the States, from the United States.
0: Do I have to speak Italian? No.
2: No, it's in English. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So if I wanted to apply, when would I apply? Oh. Um, no, maybe? no, I mean, I'm not going to apply, but no, like, yeah, of course. I mean, maybe I would one day. Well, but.
2: the call was open until I think two days ago oh. Oh. <laughs> for the next year. Yeah, okay, okay. But
0: there's a
1: requirement to Tanya Academy you have to hate pineapple pizza.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's in Naples. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, is that why is that? I mean, I know it's a joke, but why? Because I like pizza with pineapple and ham. We call it Hawaiian style. Yeah.
1: Because it's just wrong. Come on, pizza, it's... And fruit? So, no, yeah, it's wrong. It, okay. <laughs> pizza as a tomato sauce or cheese, mozzarella, and that's it.
0: <laughs> okay, so if I go to Italy, I shouldn't ask for Hawaiian No, No, so. ne-
1: oh, no, never, never. Okay. I they had Roman pizza,
3: it. though, like half a year ago in Rome, and that was good, very good, too. <laughs> and I think they might have had pineapple on there, too. Oh, my God. I don't think that's a thing in nipples. That's no, in Rome, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I don't like coffee, and Naples coffee is really huge. Uh-huh. And I went to a bar once and said, um, okay, what do you want? And say, said, yeah, tea. I was like, right, don't you like coffee? No. Where, where are you from? Naples. And, and the guy mimicked like he was having a heart attack. <laughs> so imagine doing that with pizza with pineapple. Oh, my gosh.
0: So you're actually from Naples? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But there's people from all over the world coming to Naples to join this academy. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I just, for some reason, assumed like you had to be be a part of, you know, be grown up there. And like no,
1: no, I, I think 50% of the students is from abroad.
0: Wow, so where do I go if I wanna learn more about, does it, is it just the website? It's yeah. But is it the university can, website, no, or?
2: Yeah, you can search for Apple Developer Academy of Naples, you'll find a lot, lot okay. of information. <laughs>
0: okay, so I sign up, I'm, um, I'm a student, I'm in the academy, I'm learning all these different things. Uh, nine months go by. Is it like a certificate or something? Or like a a degree or a certificate or
2: it's not considered like a university degree or an it's uh it's an Apple Developer Academy certificate. Okay, I right. mean, they've been through the through the whole program, they've been to I mean, who knows what the Apple Developer Academy is, they Knows what's uh, what's about what they learn, and
0: right? I mean, even like I think Google has like a nano degree, so this is like actually becoming a new thing. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I think know. it's
2: a trend now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I didn't know it was like there was an Apple um, Academy certificate. That's really cool. If I got one, I would frame it for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so I graduate or or I pass the you know the course, I get my certificate, and um, do I? I mean, I guess I can do anything. But let's say I wanted to get a job or I wanted to do a startup, like. Am I getting help f- from the Academy to like do that? Or ha- how does that work?
2: Yeah, we try our best to help them to find the path that they are looking forward to go after the Academy. So yeah, we provide some, a lot of contacts with companies that are in the region or even outside of, the, of Italy. We are trying our best to match the companies with developers. I mean, I think they are, there is the, a really huge demand now for, for developers.
1: So if Tinder wants to hire me, I'm available.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> Are, did you uh, graduate from
0: the academy yet?
1: No, not yet. It's going to be on um, the end of June. Yeah.
2: Okay, end of Soon. June.
0: And then um, what do you want to do, Dominic, when you when you get your certificate?
1: Um, well, definitely I'm fully committed to iOS development, maybe more into UX, UI design. That's my expertise. And yeah, so I definitely want to do that.
0: And you want to uh, get a job at a company? You want to start your own thing? Um, no, I think I wanna I wanna
1: join a company or maybe a startup. Uh but I don't know. I mean yeah, I think that
0: okay, cool. All right, so thank you for explaining that. I love I mean I, I love just getting like a basic understanding of things. So <laughs> um my listeners know like I tend to <laughs> try to break things down. So now that we have an um an idea of that, I kinda just wanna talk about um and, and you know, Tasi, you're doing an internship. Right. Right, so
3: is your in- internship through your school in your Not really. I applied online, I guess, through their online application okay, you're process.
0: You're not getting like um, internship credit or anything like that?
3: Or no, we do have a co-op program at my school, but I've done my internships and all my work experience has been on my own.
0: Okay, great. So I kind of just, an in- internship, um, regardless of whether you're getting paid or you're not getting paid, an internship is like, to me, an educational experience right. that's being afforded to um, the intern. And then, like this academy is also this amazing educational uh, resource um, for people that are interested in you know going straight into this. Um, and then so is the DUBDUB DC Scholar Experience. This is like an educational outreach um, experience. And so, with the with those kind of three things in mind, I kind of want to talk about um, education and outreach in general, and you know why it's important. Um, from your guys' perspectives and the kinds of um, the kinds of impacts that you've seen, whether in other people's lives or your personal life, um, that has you know allowed you to you know get to where you are or fulfill your dreams. So, um, Tassie, you said you have had a lot of um, internship experience. Like, how has that um, kind of helped you to get to where you are now?
3: I think um, the biggest thing that's which has helped me is that once you start and you sort of program on smaller school projects or on your own, you build small apps um, and follow tutorials, um, and then you go on to work for a company with a huge code base, it's very overwhelming at first. And just going from an app with, I don't know, a thousand lines of code to an app with, I don't know, thousands of lines of code, um, that's, that was the biggest learning um, and adjustment I had to make um, initially, I think. And then you get more comfortable with navigating larger code bases. But there's just so much more complexity that that's what I've learned uh, through that experience. And then obviously just more sort of development practices that you use in companies, I'd say, like proper version control, uh, code reviews, um, Continuous integration, deployment, um, and sort of how the front end facing, like mobile clients, interact with the databases, with the server architecture, with the back end, especially um, um, at companies where you get exposure to that too. Was it
0: difficult for you to get your first internship? We talked, you said you had like uh, at least two, I think you said,
3: right? Yeah, well, this is my third proper internship. I'd so, like say. your first one, was it really difficult for you to get that? I would probably i'd say the first one is always the hardest right um, i yeah so i essentially just applied online they had a um so my first internship was at the royal bank of canada in toronto last summer and um they actually came to our school to give a a a, a talk about working at rbc mm-hmm. um so i made an initial contact with a the recruiter there and then i applied later on and interviewed and I got the internship.
0: What would you say to some companies out there that are contemplating whether or not they should have an internship program?
3: Uh, I think it's a great idea because there's a lot of probably new insights um, that sort of people who come from a different kind of, well, who might who might bring new sort of insights to a company um, that sort of relies on sort of just one talent pool, let's say. Um, so... I mean, if you're fresh out of university, you might have some different insights than if you're a senior engineer coming from another place.
0: Yeah, thank you. Okay.
3: So, um, uh, Luisa, from your
0: perspective, how in like the broader sort of, uh, I guess Italian landscape, (laughs) I was going to say, which kind (laughs) of sounds funny, right? Because that's such a phrase. And even you can speak um, in Rio because you actually were, you know, you were from Rio as well and you were a part of it. Like, how is it, how does it relate to like the educational kind of landscape there in, in those countries? How is it important? Like, what sort of uh, thing is it feeding?
2: Hmm. Well, um, we encourage a lot of uh, students to explore the world around. I mean, not focus on what in the inside, like the bubbles. And we always tell them to uh, see. Go outside the building, so explore what's around. Ex- what problems are there that they can uh, actually uh, solve and uh, find solutions to that can actually impact the world. So always trying to make um, uh, an exploration research with real people, real users, uh, potential problems that that they see around. I think if they uh, focus on uh, on the on the outside, it's much more powerful, much more enrich uh, rich for uh, the what they are providing. I mean the solution, the technology that they are creating themselves. So we focus on uh, this kind of we want to them to impact the outside with their skills with what they are able to to develop.
0: And so at the uh, academy are you guys <clears throat> able to kind of focus on that like get them to go outside and focus on outside problems I mean, You know, at school, you can be so focused on your books and kind of passing tests. How do you guys get the students to go outside?
2: We try to bring people from external. So like inspirational talks uh, so they can, the students can explore different areas. So completely like medicine, health, uh, uh, biology, things that they are not aware of. So we want them to think about those things that are important and uh, and bring them some inspiration some uh, uh, yeah some good stuff to to work and make the change
0: and how about you dominic how has the um, opportunity that the academy you know is there for you how has that um changed your life how is that the fact that that academy is there as as a resource for you um as an educational institution like how has that been helpful for you how has it impacted your life
1: um well let's start when i wake up to reach the academy. (laughs) I wake up 6.45 in the morning to reach it because I'm very, very slow. (laughs) Um, So I wake up 6.45, it's like someone just smashed something in my head because it's 6:45 in the morning. But then a second goes by and say, yeah, but I'm going there and doing something that I really like, that I really enjoy doing it for a lot of time. And every day for, uh, for a lot of weeks, for a lot of months. Um so the impact that the Academy has on had on me is that I finally found something that I'm really, really passionate about and that I can focus, fully focus on. And it's giving me a lot of opportunity because I'm doing I'm applying for jobs and I'm having interviews right now and And it's cool.
0: Yeah, that's great. (laughs) And it got me to dub dub. Yeah. Cool. Okay, guys. So uh, we have reached the end, the sad, sad end. Um, But thank you so much uh, for joining uh, today. Uh, Louisa, you're a mentor at the Academy in Naples. You you started out as an Academy student in Rio. Yes. Yeah, in Brazil. And you you went through the program and uh, then you decided to go to to italy to help start the the academy in naples amazing mm-hmm. you know and now you're here at dub dub um as a mentor uh dominic you're going through uh the program now you're going to be getting your certificate in june um you're you've kind of uh, fell in love or, or are you really excited about being you uh, know in ios development you're starting to focus more on ui ux i wish you the best of luck you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna happen you're gonna do it thank you you're already doing it, but um, you know you're gonna. If you want a job, you can do it. You'll get it. And if I can help you, I will. We're proud. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tassie, you know, Tassie and I met randomly, like in line. I think we were waiting for yeah at uh, the Swift Lab. I think yeah for the Swift Lab. One of the the guy in front of me or the, the guy behind me, I uh, was like, oh, what's your like Swift question? I think or something. And then Tassie, you were there, and we all started kind of right uh, helping helping each other out. And you know, learned about you know uh, where you're working now at Wealthfront here in the Bay Area. But you're you know a student in Canada. But you're originally from like Europe, right?
3: Yeah, I'm fr- originally from Germany. In, uh, originally
0: yeah. from Germany. Um, and you've already had three internships. So once you graduate, I don't know when that is going to be in December actually. Yeah. yeah, in December. You know, I know for sure you're going to land somewhere uh, awesome wherever that wherever that is wherever you want to be. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, coming on the show today, sharing your thoughts, sharing your stories. Um, How about we go around the room real quick um, and say, uh, we usually do one piece of advice uh, for people learning SWIFT. Um, Does everyone feel comfortable kind of like saying something like that? Okay, so uh, real real quick, Louisa, one piece of advice for people learning
2: SWIFT? Well, just do it because it's uh, very intuitive the yeah. language itself, so everyone can learn. I mean, I learned and I never expected to learn. So just just do it, just go forward and uh, learn it.
0: Yeah, Dominic?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Swift is very intuitive and kids that are five, six years old are here. So if kids can do it,
3: if I can do it, <laughs> everyone can do it. Yeah. I think if you're just starting out, I mean, there's so many great resources. For me, I think, I took online courses just on udemy uh and that was super helpful to get started
0: yeah awesome thank you so much guys i'll uh, link if you don't mind all your twitters or, or emails or something i don't know of on, course. On, in the show notes if people are interested in joining the academy they can contact you me. louisa yeah. <laughs> um Dom- dominic i don't know maybe they want people want to download your your playground or
3: something uh tassie uh, it's on my github if you want to take a look oh your playground too okay <laughs> yeah. awesome
0: Okay, thank you guys so much, and I will see you around the world sometime.
3: Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us.
2: Thank you.
0: (laughs) And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Swift Coders podcast. Feel free to share the show with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, contact me on Twitter. Until next time, go swiftly my friends.